0: Everybody, welcome to our podcast. I'm Chelsea. I'm Alicia, and this is Camp Final (laughs) Grace.
1: Hey, everybody. She's a weirdo.
0: Why me? I thought you were going to say something.
1: It's your time. <laughs> well,
0: welcome to our podcast, I guess. Yes. So welcome, everyone. Here. And
1: guess what?
0: Chicken butt.
1: <laughs> no. <laughs> this is our first one together in, in
0: person. person. I know, because she came to visit me in Albuquerque. I did. For
1: um, my birthday weekend, because I wanted to spend it with a special person. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm pretty special. <laughs> Oh uh, well happy almost birthday. Guess what? Chicken butt.
1: <laughs> <laughs> this is gonna release on my birthday.
0: Oh. it's a birthday episode. Everybody. Happy birthday to you. happy birthday. I'm excited birthday. though. I
1: want to hear what it happy
0: is. Birthday you. Uh, happy birthday to Elise. <laughs> happy birthday to me. Happy birthday. clapping because I'm using one hand to drink one
1: I know because she's so weird (laughs) she's an alcoholic
0: well only because you're my friend
1: yes
0: (laughs) okay so have you liked New Mexico so far I've
1: had a lot of fun in the short time that I've been here so far but I'm excited for tomorrow
0: I know I can't believe you're leaving tomorrow like wait a short weekend but such a short weekend but because we like you got here, we drove to Santa Fe, we stayed the night, woke up, went to brunch, mm-hmm. got our nails done, went and to we Meow. And we ate so much. Oh, God. I'm so
1: full, I can't even.
0: I'm supposed to be on a diet, and Me my too. diet's just droid, well, obliterated.
1: That's okay, you're on vacation, or I'm on vacation.
0: <laughs> I'm on staycation, I yeah. guess. I know when the holidays are about to come up, and I really need to crack it down on this diet, so I really hope...
1: Yeah, I'm going to until Thanksgiving and then Christmas. And then I will really focus on my diet. You have to start
0: now, not later.
1: No, I am. I'm saying I'm going to do it. And then Thanksgiving is my cheat day. And then Christmas is my cheat day. Cheat
0: day. New Year's cheat day.
1: Well, I'm not doing anything. So
0: you can, you can have a little bit of champs with your kids but they could have Martinelli's cause it's not true. True. <laughs> All right. Well, um, I'm glad you're here. Me too. Sad you're leaving so soon, but you I gotta know. visit next year during the balloon fiesta. I know. As discussed. Yes.
1: And I can't wait. I'll have to bring my kids.
0: I know. And I, I decked you out in some New Mexico swag. So <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: I love it. I love my new jacket. I know it's so. (laughs) And
0: my blankie. Your blanket. It's It's You're wearing it right now. I'm loving you. It's very normal for (laughs) our friendship. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So I'm doing a true crime case today. And this is one that I, I'm actually curious if you've heard of it. I never have, but it's one that was on like Nancy Grace.
1: I've heard it. (laughs) Just
0: <laughs> you would <laughs> and like um just like a bunch of true crime shows but I had never heard of it and when I heard this case I was like working out while I was listening to it and I was listening to Kendall Ray's podcast that she does and she does it on YouTube and she shows like pictures and videos and so I'd be like on the floor doing push-ups and I'd be like wait what <laughs> like,
1: what is going I on I want to see
0: and I, so I like investigated this case a little more and it's just crazy to me because um well you'll see why okay it's just really crazy okay so this is the case of the horrific murder of Cody Johnson ever heard of him
1: I don't think so but we'll see I guess okay
0: (laughs) so Cody was born on April 8th in 1998 in San Jose California he grew up with his mom it was just them two and in 2002 they relocated to Gillespie, Montana known as the gateway to Glacier National Park. Um, mm. I don't know if you've heard of Glacier National Park. Probably Sounds not.
1: Sounds familiar, but I don't know. Maybe <laughs> <not>. <laughs> I like don't know. know I know everything. Don't know.
0: <laughs> Glacier National Park is a part of the Rocky Mountains mountain range, and it's gorgeous. It's huge, um, like thousands of acres of land. It's mountainous. It's beautiful. And obviously, like during winter and stuff, it gets like snow and Glaciers, <laughs> hence the name. Um, but when he moved here, uh Cody really thrived. He loved this town, he loved the mountains, it was beautiful. Um, he made a lot of friends while he was here. He's very it feels so weird that you're like so close. At me in person. Okay, so I... let me just close you're my just eyes Staring at me. I'm like, <laughs> not used to it. Okay. <laughs> God. okay um one of his biggest hobbies was cars he would always like work on cars he even custom made cars for some of his friends wait
1: now that I think of it his name sounds very familiar like I feel like
0: I don't know keep going (laughs) don't look at my notes
1: no I'm not I'm just like I don't know I've heard so many that I'm like
0: you might have heard of this one, I feel like, because it's okay, such a year. Okay, <laughs> let me see. Oh, and he also liked to guns, just aside now. He liked to go out and shoot guns. He was um, a very, like. Uh, so wait, California?
1: No, he moved to Cillespie, Mon- yeah. Montana. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But from California. Correct. Okay.
0: Yes. Um, and he got a job at Nomad with his childhood friend where he was his boss. So he was just doing really well for himself. He was happy with his life. And he was ready for that next step in his life, which was to get married and have kids. He wanted to do that really. <laughs> I told you not to look at me, okay. i looking at you. <laughs> so I I don't know. It's like a conversation now, I guess.
1: I'll just look at your face on the screen.
0: <laughs> I guess that's, that feels more normal. Okay. <laughs> but so he wanted to. He was ready for that next step in his life. Mm-hmm. And on Halloween in 2011, he met Jordan Graham. Um, His friend Levi was the one who introduced them and he, Cody, immediately fell head over heels for this girl. Um, A little bit about Jordan. She was born August 1991. She was the exact opposite of Cody. She was shy and introverted. Um, Her friend said until she kind of opened up more and became a little bit goofy sometimes, but she grew up in a very religious home where she was a part of a Baptist church And she knew that when she grew up, she also, she wanted to be a stay at home mom and have kids. That was also her dream. Mm -hmm. Um, And Cody wanted to date Jordan really bad, but Jordan was so slow to be committed to Cody because he wasn't involved um, as involved in the church as she wanted him to be. Mm -hmm. So Cody he was like, okay, you know what, then I'm, he, I'm going to join your church. Then, that so. sounds
1: like something that would happen, like to people that like really want to be together, but they're like, no, sorry, you're not, Yeah, Christian and they enough. like or, or whatever, yeah,
0: uh-huh. which is it what happens to no man's ever done that. <laughs> <laughs> but so he, um, once he did join their church or her church, um, their relationship started to escalate faster than -hmm. it was before but he the whole entire relationship his friends her friends they all would say he seemed way more interested in her than she was in him Mm -hmm. and he was literally just madly in love with her the moment he met her he asked her out on dates all the time during their relationship and she would either decline or flake on him or she would bring people with her to their dates wait so
1: they're dating, but she didn't
0: want to date him. Yeah. I mean, you're dating, but it's not like, oh, you're my girlfriend. You know, it's like, oh, so hanging out, basically. Y- yeah. Dating.
1: <laughs> yeah. But it just sounds weird. Like, you're like, yeah, they're dating, but he would ask her out and she would say, no. <laughs> That's kind, kind of weird. Like,
0: I can't tonight
1: because I'm tired. Or oh, so she's fun. very reluctant for it to be more.
0: Yeah. She, she like, she probably like just saw him as a friend, maybe. Maybe. I don't, I just don't think she knew how to like navigate because that she was part so of her life.
1: strict i guess yeah she grew
0: up in like a very strict home and she was probably he was, was a
1: christian or was it like
0: yeah I was baptist
1: oh baptist yeah. okay.
0: um gosh you made me lose my place <laughs> uh oh okay so their friends said that they would never be affectionate in front of them ever even as their relationship went on um over months and months they would never even hold hands never hug never kiss it's like you almost couldn't even tell that they were dating Mm -hmm. so it's kind of weird um after a year of dating however they got engaged in December all of her friends were surprised that she accepted the proposal because she like I said she didn't seem like she was into him and then he proposed and she's like yeah I'll marry you and her friends are like what okay um her friends didn't even think that she was attracted to him she told them that she's like not attracted to him which is like weird. maybe she weird. just
1: liked his personality because that could happen sometimes
0: we'll, we'll see <laughs> we'll see um and Jordan was like I said she wanted to get married and she wanted to be a stay-at-home mom so she got super excited when she got engaged She was so like started planning her wedding right away. So she was Um, ready
1: to start like that part of her life. And she's like, oh, I found the guy that's going to let me
0: stay home. (laughs) Well, not necessarily her. She would tell her friends like, oh, I'm so excited to plan the wedding. She went all out in planning this wedding. She chose the dresses and the bridesmaids gowns and the flowers and all that stuff. And she was so excited about the wedding, but she kept telling her friends, I'm excited to get married, but I don't, I'm not excited to be married like that part scared her
1: Mm, yeah I mean that that happens
0: especially maybe when you're committing to a specific somebody but
1: yeah I think like getting married like in the planning phase of it is really fun but it's like you're throwing a
0: big party yeah so you're planning a
1: party but then you think about it like deeper you're you're like like, oh uh, I'm gonna commit
0: myself to this person yeah um Kimberly Martinez was her matron of honor she could tell that Jordan was extremely excited about the planning of the wedding but not necessarily the part about being married she kept asking her friends if she was making the right choice and if she should even get married to him at all Mm -hmm. and her friends were like yeah cold feet the entire time but even during their relationship it's like She just said yes to him just to say yes. It doesn't really Mm -hmm. make sense. But I feel like some people do that sometimes though. Like it's something that happens. Mm -hmm. Um, So on the day of their wedding, um, while she was walking down the aisle, many people remember this to this day that she cried and sobbed so hard the entire time she was walking down the aisle.
1: Oh my gosh. What the heck?
0: And it, his friend Levi, who had set them up, even turned to his friend and he's like, um, "Have you ever seen a bride cry this hard at their own wedding before?" You would
1: think she would be like crying because, like, oh my gosh, she's excited, but it's like it no. Her friends
0: like... knew they could tell. They're like, "That's that's like she's like terrified, crying like you're not happy with what's oh, happening." Oh my gosh! And then she gets to the altar, and the whole time that they're saying their vows, she won't even look Cody in the eyes—not once. She's just like saying her vows and mostly looking at the priest or at their hands and mm. everybody can know they're like, this is like weird, awkward wedding. We're at right now. Um, did they stop?
1: Did anybody stop the wedding?
0: No, which is the crazy thing too. Cause you know, they say that line "Yeah, speak now or forever, hold your peace. And it's to me, if she didn't want to get married that bad,
1: uh-huh. why didn't she
0: just stop it then? But maybe she yeah. felt like she was in too deep already. There are, I don't know.
1: Yeah. But I've seen people, or not seen people, but I mean, like I've heard of people like, yeah, there's a whole Taylor Swift song about it.
0: (laughs) It's called speak now.
1: Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, that's just, I wonder what was going through her head. Well,
0: just wait, we're going to get into it. So during their reception, Jordan had um, gone so far in their wedding planning that she had had a custom song written for them to dance to for their first Song, dance, that thing, <laughs> that thing that they do, but she and she even had her own voice in the song too. Did she sing it? Okay, I don't know if it was actually her who sang the song, but I know that she had her voice in it. So maybe she was like the under oh, okay. voice because the um, lady who wrote the song was Elizabeth Shay, and I think she was actually the singer. Of the oh, song. okay. I think she did like the harmonizing and stuff, mm. but some of the lyrics which will maybe foreshadow something for you a little bit was um everyone needs a see wants a safe place to fall and you help me climb for a better view so just keep those in mind she the it, the song is actually really beautiful I think and the writer who wrote the song she said she when she was helping the bride come up with this song that the bride just seemed so happy and excited to get married mm-hmm. and she's like I didn't see any signs of like Distress at all. So maybe it's because she was just planning the Mm -hmm. wedding. That's what was going on. That's what the songwriter thought. So at the time of their marriage, Cody was 25 and Jordan was 21. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) So they had a one-night honeymoon where they um stayed at a hotel and then the next day they went into their new home and settled in and This is where they, you know, had never lived together before because they were like strong Christians Uh and stuff. Um, And Cody had taken that week off of work to spend with Jordan. So like a staycation for their honeymoon.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Right away, Jordan started sending texts to her friends regretting the marriage. These Mm -hmm. are actual texts that went back and forth. Do you remember this? I think
1: so. Uh Now, because I, for some reason, I thought it was a different story. But now that I'm hearing this, I'm like, wait, I think I know what's going to happen. But keep going. Okay,
0: So these are actual texts that happen. Jordan. I don't know if this is the right thing to do. So much happened last night. I just don't know Kim. She's messaging her matron up on her. Okay. Kim last night at the wedding or last night at the room, Jordan being married and after the wedding, Kim, what happened after Jordan? I'd like to talk about what happened, but not about it through text. So Jordan went over to Kim's house to talk about what happened that night on their honeymoon? Mm -hmm. She's just saying, Oh, it was a miserable time and neither of us enjoyed it. Um, But she never really went into full detail about what happened that night. Mm -hmm. She just came over, sat on her couch and cried and said she's just not happy in their marriage after one day. Right. Yeah. So these are more texts that she had sent to other friends. She said things like, I just know he's going to want to do stuff. And I'm really not wanting to meaning sex. She had never had sex, and that was the thing that terrified her the most about getting married. She
1: obviously was using him for something, but it's kind of hard to see, like, what exactly, you know, other than maybe that she was going to be able to stay home and be a
0: mom, but then she doesn't want to have sex with him. It's, like, kind of weird. Like, that's a part of it, you know? And she was so scared to have sex, like, as a Christian, but it's like, okay, so you got married. Mm
1: -hmm. And as a
0: Christian, you can have sex after you get married. But she was still so terrified to consummate their marriage or maybe she just didn't want to with him maybe but i mean you married him like what what do you she was
1: also crying the entire time so obviously she didn't want to but like it's weird that he even went through with it i would be like if i were him i'd be like Mm, I don't think we should be doing this because well, he it, was
0: so in love with her and I think to him maybe he did see her walking down the aisle crying and thought she was crying happy like tears. He
1: was basically blinded by it and yeah. just thought oh she's happy to be marrying me and she's excited so she's crying but, yeah but in reality she didn't want to
0: no just kind of weird. she didn't and it yeah she did something that she didn't want to do which doesn't I'm like just don't mm-hmm. like it's very easy to not get married
1: and the entire relationship just seems like she just didn't want to be in it which is like well then why even get engaged maybe why i mean out,
0: like... women like attention so maybe
1: but she. she's liked... young though she's 21 yeah. so i mean it's you're very naive at that age you, very. you're you're barely legal well i guess 18 is legal but to me <laughs> i don't think you should be but you know
0: yeah that's besides the <laughs> point no so she basically, for that whole first week that they were home for their staycation, is she used, and this is a quote from a text that she sent to a friend. I'm using the period. My uh, my period started spiel tonight. Hopefully, I freaking hope it works. Because if I'm forced to do something, I'm going to freak out. So for that whole first week, after their one night at the hotel, she's like, I'm on my period. We can't. And he was trying to be reasonable with her, but he wanted to consummate their marriage. He's Mm -hmm. so in love with her. They've dated for over a year. Well, Yeah.
1: You would think that you're, you're marrying somebody you want to have that experience with them, whether you have that or not, Mm -hmm. you know, people have done it all the time with that. So I'm like, I don't know. Sounds fishy.
0: Very fishy. She was texting her friend saying that she regretted marrying him and that she wished she wouldn't have done it at all. She said that she was getting, he was getting frustrated with her not wanting to sleep with him. And she was going to tell him that, how she was feeling. She even warned her friends through text that something bad might happen to her.
1: Sounds like she's planning
0: something. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> so um, one night they went to, I think it was like Sunday, or actually I don't know, sorry. Might have to erase that because just ignore that I said that. <laughs> okay, so, well, you already know this is about the murder of Cody. So, the night that he went missing, um, they went to church and then they went to dinner with friends at Dairy Queen. On the way home, per Jordan's words, he had gotten a call from somebody that made him very upset. So, when they got home, she's like, okay, I'm going to give him space to cool off, I'm going to go. Um, I heard this from two conflicting sources. She wanted to charge her phone and she realized that her charger was missing. So she's like, oh, "Okay, I left it at work." Or she left it at Dairy Queen. I heard two different things from two mm-hmm. different sources, but she went to go pick up her phone charger and when she on her way back, Cody texted her and said, "Hey, I have friends that are coming from out of town and I'm going to go out with them." Um she tells police later that her and Cody often delete their text threads. And that's why she couldn't show them these messages that she received from him saying that.
1: I'm sorry. That
0: <laughs> is ridiculous. She's like, yeah, here's cold hard evidence where he was going that night. But we delete our texts, So you can't that's see that. That's bull mm-hmm. crap. Like that's already like slimy. When I heard that part, I was like, like who deletes convenient? text messages from your
1: significant like, other? Can't
0: you pull text messages from your carrier?
1: I mean I've heard that before but I'm not exactly sure so I don't know well
0: plus this was like 10 years ago so maybe not Um, yeah I don't know so on July 8th 2013 Monday was the day that Cody was supposed to go back to work he didn't show his boss, who was his friend from childhood, Cameron Frederickson, goes to their house to see what happened. When he arrives, he noticed that they weren't there. And so weird thing, he breaks into their house because he's <laughs> so worried. Oh, and he looks around and see Cody's phone in the garage. The next day at work, like the same day, but mm-hmm. the next day after he goes missing at work, Jordan says that, her, um, Jordan's friends says that she's happy and skipping through the parking lot and she's happier than she's ever been since the day she got married. That she killed him. Dun, dun, dun. Maybe she okay. did. I mean, she's miserable, <laughs> him alive,
1: and then he's missing and she's happy. Yeah. But she killed him. You're a Christian. So- okay. We'll get into She's a later. fake Christian. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
0: Okay. She had told her friends that, um, when she went out to the garage to go talk to him when she got home, he wasn't there. And that a black vehicle with multiple people and Washington plates was leaving with him. But yet
1: his vehicle. phone is there. Yeah. Who leaves their phone? Right. Very often when somebody leaves their phone, it's because they were murdered <laughs> or kidnapped.
0: Oh, or they're Chelsea and they lose everything.
1: Okay, I have forgotten my phone at home. But... Then I get it right away. So you don't go a whole day without your phone. So yeah, she's alive.
0: Especially after you just got married. Like everybody's probably wanting to know how was the honeymoon? How's this? Yeah. Yeah. So when the police interviewed Jordan, she said Cody had left the night before with some friends from out of town. She said she didn't know who they were, but he said he was going for a ride with them. She said she remembered he was saying that, Anytime his friends that came from out of town, he would take them to Glacier National Park because it's gorgeous there and he wants to show them. She told both the police and her friend, a friend, Hannah Owens, that they were fighting. She, however, told Kimberly, or weren't fighting, sorry. (laughs) She said, no, we weren't fighting. He just left with his friends. He was mad with whoever called Mm -hmm. him on the way home.
1: So you said that he texted her about going to friends. I feel like she already killed him, had his phone text herself with his phone
0: but there wasn't even proof of those text messages so why would she go out of her way to text him herself from his phone and then didn't have that in case they found it i don't know like (laughs) just just wait okay it's crazy so she told the police and hannah that she they weren't fighting but however she told kimberly a different story She said that they did have a fight and Cody held her down during an argument. And when she got away, he grabbed his keys and scratched her with them. So, like, two completely conflicting stories. Um, Jordan didn't even report her husband missing. It was his uncle who reported him missing. Wow. I'm sorry.
1: That is crazy. Like, that's how you know she did something because. Yeah, eight days after you get married. Yeah, I would be like, when your husband goes missing.
0: Yeah, yeah no I would be the one to do Even it not anybody else he went with his friends to some national park in the middle of the night I would not allow that What? well not that I have say- a,
1: not that I'm the boss but I'm just saying be like no it's late you can go during the day like, no, like I don't your think friends it's, safe. Can wait.
0: it's dangerous to go yeah to-
1: like I would just say no I don't think it's a good idea because it's not safe which is true at night like yeah no especially
0: this park it's huge and treacherous and it has crazy cliffs yes and stuff. like it's,
1: and you can trip over something and fall down somewhere and, they can
0: wait for the daylight it's probably more marvelous in yes. the daylight anyway
1: I mean we drove past like all kinds of stuff and then or at night <laughs> I should say <laughs> and then when we drove during the day like you can see everything
0: yeah. yeah for sure
1: so there's just no way that he would have done that at night there's just no way
0: <laughs> it's just a funny alibi to come up with. yeah but So all of their friends came over to help Jordan figure out what happened to Cody. They were looking through his Facebook and bank accounts to see if he, they could find any clues of post updates or his card being used. Jordan just became more and more agitated. The more questions that they asked her trying to help figure things out. And what, at one point Jordan got so upset at everyone that she stood up and threw her wedding ring across the room. All of her friends were extremely confused at her behavior. They're like, don't, Don't you want to find your husband? Like, what what are you doing? Um, Her friends and the police got confused over her conflicting and changing stories as well. That should have been a red flag right away. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) she's like, you guys are trying to find my husband? Ah," And she just throws her ring. Oh my gosh, like I
1: would not get upset. I would be like, please help
0: me find him. Okay, especially if you did do something like this, wouldn't you want to act like you care? Yeah, she's weird. So Cody's mom came in for an interview and brought his phone records for the police so that they could see um, and track down who called him and why he was so upset that night that Mm -hmm. Jordan was claiming. It turns out that it was his friend, Jose, who said Cody wasn't upset when he called him at all. And he was just asking him if he could borrow a tool. Jose was cleared as a suspect because that night that he was he was in the hospital with his wife who was giving birth. Mm. So he did have a call on the way home, but. Wasn't mad at all. Okay. Jordan got suspicious. Uh, so then all of a sudden, Jordan got a suspicious email from a man named Tony, the car man, saying not to look for Cody because he went hiking in Glacier National Park with his friends um, from Seattle and fell down the mountainside. She was told not to look for him because he was dead. All right. So she brings this email to her friend Hannah. She's like, look at this email that I got. Isn't this weird? And her friend's like, um, yeah take that to the police um
1: okay I'm sorry but I would not be like Chelsea look at this email
0: I would (laughs) go straight to the police exactly no what the freaking heck her friend's like she's like I saw an interview with her friend and she's like I told her like go like go take that to the police what do you go like she had to push her friend to do this oh my god so she brings this email to the police. And um, it was Detective Corey Clark who got the email. And when he was reading the email and he was looking at her, he's like, hey, you know, what's really weird is you don't seem upset at all that you received this email that's saying that your husband's dead. And she just she didn't have any emotion at all when it came to that. She was like, well, I don't know, like do something with it. Weird. oh God! and the email specifically tells them stop looking for him or stop trying to figure it out because he's dead so she's like well I mean it's saying we should stop looking so maybe we should. I'm sorry I know that she created
1: that email for one secondly like that's a stupid email like <laughs> you would want to find the body like if if he was dead you would want to find it so he can be buried yeah, if and... you
0: weren't guilty, yeah, yeah, sure.
1: like yes. gosh, this woman is crazy.
0: <laughs> so Glacier National read, Park, you. like I said, is huge. So the police hadn't yet conduct- conducted a like actual search for him because, like I said, it's really treacherous, and so they didn't know where to start to look. So they hadn't looked yet. But four days after him going missing, missing, Jordan decides to jo- um, form her own search party and go with friends into the mountain um one of her friends that went was hannah hannah said that she was acting strange all the way up the mountain that's the one she showed the email to, right yes okay um she said hannah said that jordan had her hand out the window letting it like fly in the wind and she was even wearing Corey's sunglasses and she was driving his car dancing and laughing the whole way um, and when they went up there, they put up missing person flyers and searched where they could for where they think he could have maybe fallen from. She's not a very good actress, for sure. She's acting happy. That no, her she husband, is so. happy. I'm yeah.
1: saying if you're going to pretend like you care, like then be then act like it. Don't act happy. Exactly. Because obviously people are going to think that you did something if you're acting all happy and like, yes.
0: like you don't give a shit. <laughs> it's just weird to me this whole case but Jordan didn't really seem too interested and wasn't much help when they returned the next day to continue their search however Jordan turned things all around she seemed to know exactly where to go despite people they were driving up the mountain and people were pointing well maybe he um, fell there should we stop there and she's like no keep going I know where to go I know where to go Oh my gosh so um she kept telling him and insinuate she's like i know exactly where to go and she takes them to a trail called the loop um this area has a 300 foot cliffside with a safety wall because it's so dangerous Mm -hmm. um when she tells him pull over um jordan gets out immediately and she stands there and she says i think he's down there and they're like how long has he been missing um this is four days after he's been missing okay um Jordan jumps the safety wall and makes her way onto a rock landing where she could see perfectly to the bottom of the ravine. And she spots Cody right away.
1: Of course, because she did it. Come on. Like, <laughs> she knew exactly where to go. She's uh, like, no, he's not over here. He's, he's right. over him
0: this he's, inconvenient spot he's right. Here. yeah
1: just why i loved dumb,
0: him dumb. freaking dumb michael her own brother jumped over that wall too and looked down the ravine to see what she was talking about and he was so distraught at what he saw that he collapsed in distress and jordan was just acting fine oh my like God. completely fine were the police there no not yet this just was just her and her, her. friends okay yeah They had to wait until the next day to go down to the ranger station and tell them where he was because it was too dangerous to go because the sun was setting. Mm. So the next day, park park rangers and detectives made the dangerous trip down to his body. He was lying at the bottom where a waterfall was floating in the water. And they said that this spot was so remote in the mountains that they believed no human had ever been there before. Wow. Um, Captain Scott Warnall was at the scene of the crime and he said... He was a mess after falling. He fell head first and had injuries on both of his arms. Oh my gosh. Cause he was trying to brace for the try, impact. Oh my god. god! He was in such a dangerous spot that they couldn't even carry him back up. So they had to bring a helicopter up to get his body, but he did have his wallet on him. So that's how they identified him right away. Um, once Cody's body was found, Jordan seemed relieved. She never said shed a single tear. And she wanted to go. She's like, okay, found his body. Let's go have the funeral. And like the cops don't need to be involved anymore. We found him. Right.
1: Because anybody's going to just jump over the wall.
0: Be like, Hey, let's look over here. No, (laughs) No, let me tell you, let me just tell you how she's found the body so quickly. Okay. I'll tell you later. So his funeral Jordan was completely uncaring and texting on her phone the whole time. Everyone else was sad and emotional, but she sat there without a single emotion. Her friends watched her and became furious. That would behavior. make me just want like, like her... sick to your stomach. Yes, like vomit. Yeah. Like, dude, what the hell? It was at this moment that her friend Kim knew she was responsible for his death. But Jordan refused to interact with anyone at the fu- a, a funeral, especially Cody's mother. She didn't say one word how could
1: she mother. even like feel okay with the whole situation do a funeral be there with his family and friends
0: and like all because you didn't want to marry this guy and then have sex with him and consummate your marriage
1: yeah that i mean oh my god, it's over the two. top
0: over the top everyone yeah well she she was a child everyone knew it was her even the cops they had slowly been gathering evidence against her, but she didn't have a clue the whole time. She literally just thought, yeah, cool, was- they think he fell down the mountain. I'm oh, I'm, off. Er, I'm off. I'm off. She's getting off. <laughs> I'm getting off. And he's Stop getting free. buried. This is perfect. Um, she thought she had gotten away with it. The cops had found out that the email that came from Tony, the car man, had been sent from her stepfather's computer. They found out that Jordan had written the email herself. Surprise, uh, surprise! <laughs> they even found evidence that Jordan was at, was with Cody that night when he went mis- missing at Glacier National Park. The park has a camera at the entrance. You can see a picture of their vehicle heading into the park with two occupants at 9.17pm. And uh, cell phone tower records placed them both at the park that night. So. surprise! Surprise! <laughs> The FBI with special agent, Stephen Liss brought Jordan in shortly after Cody's funeral. They informed her that she was placed being placed under arrest for the murder of her husband. And she didn't show any emotion when she was told this. She was just like, okay. Oh
1: my gosh. Sure.
0: On July 16th, the first time that she showed any emotion since her husband's disappearance is when she was shown all of the evidence against her. This is when she finally breaks down and cries and she admitted that she hadn't been happy for her eight days of
1: marriage. Oh my God.
0: Eight days. And you murder
1: your husband. She's, oh my gosh. She's yes. literally crazy. She's mentally yes. not all there and mm-hmm. she deserves to be in prison for the rest of her life.
0: Mm. Wait, oh, don't until tell, you me. You're don't tell me she did not. So this is a quote from when she got found out and during the interview, she said, I kind of was feeling should we have waited a little bit longer and then gotten married i wasn't feeling like i was on cloud nine that's what she, she said <laughs> so you murdered oh You're... my god but seriously okay. like this girl she yeah frustrates me so not
1: very. no relationship is going to be perfect
0: you're but not gonna, you can't even go eight days and he doesn't even sound like he was a bad guy I know what I
1: was gonna say like he sounded like a really good guy and he was yeah, willing to like do maybe so much if for he her. was abusing her or something but it, he didn't seem, it didn't seem no. like that from his family and friends mm-hmm. so
0: even it, from Jordan herself yeah like crazy so she says that they had been fighting the night that she went missing or he sorry he went missing. They decided together to go up to Glacier National Park to talk things through. So they had been fighting because he's like, wants to consummate his marriage. He's well, yeah, happy. Normal. He's in love. And she doesn't want to. And He just wants to know like, why? What's going on? And so she's like, or they agree together. Let's go up to the park. It's beautiful up there. Let's talk. Right. Kind of odd. It in the middle her, night. Yeah, it was probably her suggestion. Probably. So they drive up to the loop trail and they walk across. She said she didn't want to go to that trail because she was afraid that they could fall, but he said he could do it with a blindfold on. He's oh, like, gosh. this place isn't that dangerous. I could do it with a blindfold on. Weirdest shit ever. He pulls a blindfold out in her story and he's like, see, I could do it with a blindfold on. That's the puck, crazy. That even mean. No. They kept arguing about it. And she said that she went, um that she oh my gosh sorry he went and grabbed the arm of her jacket and she got mad that he grabbed her and wanted to defend herself so she said let go and pushed him and he fell over the cliff that's uh, so what she says happened. That. that's lies so the black blindfold that's a part of her story was actually found by Cody's body by the bottom of the ravine the de- detectives believe that Jordan may have blindfolded Cody to surprise him with what he thought would hopefully end in something sexual, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Since he, they had yet to consummate their marriage and that's all that he wanted. Yep. Make love to his wife. He even had canceled his golfing plans with his friends that day. And he told them that Jordan has a surprise for him. Oh, she, so she already had told him they were going to go there oh um eddie alberto colon confirmed this saying that he canceled his plans with him and jordan's stepfather stephen um also confirms this he said that he had invited cody to go kayaking with him that morning but he declined because he said jordan has a surprise for me oh my god jordan denies that she had planned to kill cody She claims that it was not a, it was not an accident she says that she, he had turned his back to her and walked to the edge of the cliff, and this is when she decided to put both hands on him and push him down. Um, she said that she realized that she had the keys in her, uh, to the car in her pocket and just left after. September 9th, 2016, she was finally charged with the murder and given a, um, She was finally charged for the murder and was also charged for giving a false report to the police at first. Mm -hmm. The judge failed to prove she was a danger to society, however, and released her from jail with an electric monitor, which angered all of their friends and family. Uh, Yeah. Why would they
1: even let her go? You would.
0: She admitted that she was. Yeah. She planned this. Like, hello. Yeah. Which is what they have. They have to prove that because that's the difference between first degree murder and second degree murder. Mm -hmm. Um, December 9th is when the trial started. She was going up, like I said, against a first degree murder charge and Jordan did did not testify during this trial nor did she show any emotion. Michael Donahue was her public defender who was trying to argue that she pushed him off the cliff in self-defense. Her brother even testified against her in court stating that she had asked him to lie saying that the rangers found the body and not her. Mm -hmm. Um, Richard sign was the flathead County detective coroner for the case and said the black cloth was found closer to his body than one of his shoes that had washed down the stream. And he had an eight, eight inch fracture on his forehead and wasn't wearing his wedding ring, which was kind of weird to me that he wasn't wearing his wedding ring. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. Um, she was charged with first, she was charged with first degree murder, second degree murder and giving the cops misleading information. She originally pled not guilty, but decided to change her plea plea partially through the trial. On December 12th, 2013, Jordan decided to take a plea deal. She um, pled guilty to the lesser charge of second degree murder. She got a total of 30 years, 30 (laughs) years for the murder without the possibility of parole. She still stuck to her story saying that it was an accident And she didn't realize how dangerous it was where they were. She never said sorry or felt sad about pushing her husband off a cliff. When interviewed outside the courthouse by CNN, the attorney was asked if he was relieved that she didn't get life in prison. Like she should have. Uh, Yeah. He said he was, it was not quite relief, but better than the alternative. And he did state that they would try to do appeals for the case. Mm uh cody's mother and aunt said that they weren't satisfied with the ruling and wish that she had gotten 50 years to life but it is what it is 2016 was when her final appeal was rejected and she would be in jail until she's 50 then she gets to get out and live the rest of her happy life and i don't i guess it wasn't in my notes i don't know but i don't know why it's not in here but she said that she found his body because the holy spirit led her there that's how she posts. I'm I just sorry. thought I would have had that
1: little tidbit. Like, Holy Spirit activate. <laughs> Holy
0: Spirit activate. Yes.
1: No, I'm sorry. This woman, I'm surprised that they even allowed the plea deal to be 30 years. They should have 30 more, years? More. You murdered your husband. Yeah. Uh uh-uh. uh because of there's literally no reason a false statement like that should have been added to it too Mm -hmm. and she didn't get charged
0: for that i think that was probably a part of the plea deal
1: i think maybe they were concerned about her getting off yeah but because it could have been messy and maybe i mean obviously she did it for sure and the evidence
0: showed it but you never know you have to like prove without a reasonable doubt with a shadow of a doubt (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that she's guilty in the court of law and a jury has to find her guilty and that's the thing is a lot of
1: times they're afraid of it going a different look at oj simpson
0: yeah like well i just can't imagine like as a juror like knowing that she she said with her own mouth that she did it and then you have her stepdad and his friend saying oh she said that she had A surprise for him Mm -hmm. but the thing is
1: was there physical evidence you know
0: of what of her doing it yeah what of her pushing him off the cliff Mm -hmm. yeah there's cameras that they were there and then there he is dead at the bottom and she said she pushed him he fell head first yeah I don't know I I I mean I
1: don't know what they're thinking I'm just making an assumption Well, they're not
0: thinking anything because you can take a plea deal if there's a plea deal you can take it It's better than going to court and then just having to go through with it. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I just, it's just crazy to me that this woman got married to a man she wasn't even attracted to. And then eight days later murdered him because all he wanted to do was consummate his marriage with his wife. Like don't marry him then or don't,
1: I, what I don't understand is why in her, well, I was going to say in her right mind, but obviously she doesn't have a right mind, but Like, she obviously had, I mean, why go through with it if you just didn't want to be with Yeah, and so
0: she is so scared to have sex because it's, like, such a thing for her because of her religion, but she's okay with murdering her husband? Apparently, That doesn't make any sense to me. I'm just like, this woman is crazy. Or maybe she had a side guy. I don't think so. I think she was actually really afraid of sex as bad as she claimed she was. And the fact that she yeah. got married to somebody who she didn't even want to date, like maybe she would have had a fighting chance or her husband would have had a fighting chance if she was actually attracted to him, yeah. but she wasn't attracted to Cody. And then mm-hmm. Cody had to suffer at her hands when all he did was love her and wanted to build a life with her. Yeah, and I remember really hearing sad.
1: this story and I was like, that's so sad. Like he had his whole life ahead of him and she took that away. Like, he could have made she could have just
0: not married him or, or divorced left him. Just yeah. say, Look, I
1: had an annulment because they didn't have sex. Yeah. She could have said, Look, this was a mistake. Like,
0: and it was eight days later. That's plenty yeah, of time to exactly. be like, You know what? And the fact I don't that he, she
1: said that there was a surprise and she fooled him just to kill him. Like, that's so sad. Mm-hmm. Like, he's thinking he's getting a surprise and he's finally gonna
0: have something special with his wife and then she kills him. Like that's that's terrible. And I don't know how she thought she would ever get away with that either. That that's like especially
1: her story. It was like changed so many times. And, because
0: I and think that, that
1: she knew where he was like really
0: well and a part of me too thinks that like maybe she didn't necessarily plan on killing him when they went up there, but she like kept telling him oh yeah he kept saying please can we have sex please 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 and she's like well no, but maybe I'll I'll do a surprise for you or whatever. And then they go up there and they're arguing, and he like maybe she just really just did it out of like in the moment. But the fact that either you planned it or you didn't, you pushed your husband off of a cliff, and that's yeah crazy. Mm-hmm. It's crazy, really sad. And she's gonna get out when she's fifty. Like my dad, my my parents are older than that. Yeah. And they have a lot of life ahead of them. And I'm like, she's going to get out and she's going to live her life and be happy. And it's just, it's really sad that Cody's life had to end this way for absolutely no reason other than selfish reasons. Like Mm -hmm. this woman's a monster. Yep. Absolute monster. Don't marry monsters. Yes. (laughs) If you ever think about getting married,
1: just take your time. There's no rush. No, no rush. Not at all. all
0: gosh, this poor guy. I mean, he could have found somebody else that really wanted to be married and be happy and have kids. Mm -hmm. Well, that's my story for you. Well, it's so, so sad. (laughs) I know. That's why, like I said, I think next episode, I want to do like a paranormal Mm -hmm. again, because those are so much fun. And sometimes these true crime stories. (laughs)
1: I know, like it's so weird because like you hear these stories and I can't believe they're true. Mm-hmm. Like it they sounds just like a movie, like yeah. a horror movie.
0: It's like what exactly.
1: And it's just like it's crazy how some of these things are just real. I just I yeah. can't even believe it. Like sometimes when I read it, I'm like, how is this real? Like
0: how how do you muster up the ability to do something? Like Not
1: that only do somebody? that, but create a weird story
0: like she did. Yeah. Well, because Obviously, she's not right in the head, and she did this thing, and she wants to try to get away with it. And but the way that she tries, and the fact that she has no emotion the whole time, is just crazy.
1: Yeah, like that's how you can tell she's heartless.
0: Well, but also it's like if you wanted to, she could have probably gotten away with it if she tried harder, but she didn't try at all. No, at all. Like she didn't try to Fake cry it, and nothing. be like, where's my husband? Or yeah. sad or when they found him. Or a better him. story. Or, and the weird thing to me too, is that he was found in such a remote part of the mountain. She, she could have never told them and he would have never been found. Yep. But she chose Whoa. to be like, hey, let's hop over the safety wall. See, that's, not,
1: that's how you know she really was crazy. Because yes. like who in their right mind would murder their husband, first of all. Second of all. You go and find his body that nobody else would have found. Maybe,
0: maybe there's like a weird part of her where her self-conscious was like eating away at her. Like he's But during the
1: drive, wasn't she like happy and dancing?
0: She was, but maybe she like, it's like a weird part of her subconscious, like way down deep where she's like, no, you need to get that body out of there because it's going to eat away at you. Not that you care about him. But then again, think about it.
1: She's very young. She's 21. And she's probably not thinking straight. She's just like, well, if they find his body, you know, it'll be over and done with it. I don't have to worry about it anymore.
0: Yeah. They'll stop searching. Well, Yeah. That's what she said. She's like, all right, his body was found now. Now I can get on with, with my life. The cops don't need to be involved yeah, anymore. Exactly.
1: Goodbye. So that, that's how, you know, her brain wasn't right. She's just like, yeah, let's find his body and then I can go on with my life.
0: <laughs> no. No, you're gonna rot in prison for thirty years when you should have gotten forever. Gross. I just don't understand, like, even even I don't know, like planning it versus not planning it. Why Mm -hmm. should that get you more or less? You you murdered somebody. Yeah. Like, Mm -hmm. if I was just like, oh, I'm gonna stab Alicia, (laughs) but I didn't plan it less time because i didn't plan to get you over here <laughs> yeah that just doesn't make it makes as much uh, sense as like the attempted murder thing i i will never get over that
1: i know that
0: doesn't make any sense, especially
1: if that is planned but yeah and you don't get them
0: like yeah. oh my gosh done yeah. all right well thank you thanks everybody us this was our first um in-person episode it was really weird because like I'm just at Alicia. well I'm just we're gonna at have another
1: one you know, for Christmas. In December.
0: Yes, Woo-hoo. and i can't wait i'm excited to we'll go back computer. out there <laughs> yes your computer and your mic mm-hmm. hopefully are gonna be good i know <laughs> all right well goodbye everybody goodbye, everyone day for alicia's birthday Yay! happy birthday old Ooh. cart <laughs>